This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Al and Jerry with you for the podcast on a Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday yes. The days just fly on oh, by. Oh, sure do, Jerry. It's crazy. We're actually uh, approaching September already, which is nuts in and of itself. Uh, before we get started with our goofy topics and all those things we do, can I just clear one thing up from the show? Sure. I don't have an answer on what qualifies you as an MVP candidate, as Craig was doing at the end. Craig was wanting uh, Gary Sanchez to get votes for MVP for his <laughs> eight home runs in uh, right. 19 games or whatever Which, it is. by the way, is like having a you know a 13-year-old who masturbates for the first time say he's going to be father of the year. Right, because of all his work Let's relax. he's putting in. Right, sure. Exactly. It's been like two weeks. But... He's been great, not arguing with that. What I want to clear up is the me and you had the same question. Watching the catch last night of Andrew Benedetti, who from the Red Sox, he's a rookie, really good-looking outfielder. Steven Souza Jr. hits a fly ball down the left field line in Tampa, and Benedetti goes over the wall and almost falls over. He kind of goes, uh, what do they call it, The the when the legs come up? The scorpion-like almost. Oh, the scorpion kick. Almost. That's how he's basically parallel on the wall. But he makes an awesome catch. He goes over the wall to make the catch, but the wall is hip level. Right, exactly. I should I'm sorry, yes. All right. And so I said the same thing to him this morning when I was watching it. I'm like, you know, if he falls, is that a home run? The like ball if, goes over the fence. Yeah, if he's if he fall he makes the catch but falls over the fence and that's where he lands. Right. And so you asked the question on the air, and he very definitively, well, and the ball went over the wall. It's a home run. It's got to be a home run. And then you said, but how come in foul territory? And he said, well, that's foul territory. Anybody can catch a ball in foul territory. If you catch a ball over the wall, he's wrong. That is a catch. And if you catch the ball, it's an out. So I had several people on Twitter, probably seven or eight people on Twitter, respond to Craig, and then I actually went and checked it. I actually thought what he was saying might have been right. I don't I don't know. I've never seen it happen. But in your checking, Jerry, yeah. did it say, because I had this question once before, if a ball is, if I start as an outfielder in left field, right. I start there right. as the pitch is being delivered, but our team is desperate, and upon the pitch being delivered, I run and jump up over the wall, that... and a ball that's a home run, I catch it with my two feet in the stands. What? Well... I don't, As a know player. That I don't know that that's possible. Well, like the, the corner is going to travel faster than you. Right. You think you're going to be able to project where that ball is going to go? I'm saying, like, let's say that left fielder in Tampa last night was playing in the corner. So he didn't have to run to that very shallow walled corner. Right. And the ball was hit out there. And on a fly, he jumps and he's standing for the ball in the front row and catches it. Is that an out or a home run? I think it's probably a home run. 
I think when you give yourself up as a fielder at that point. <laughs> to going to the stands? <laughs> I mean, All right, my it's a God. legitimate question. And so when you put it in Google, yes. one of the first thing that one of the first things that will pop up is Mike Trout doing this and robbing a home run from Jose Bautista and falling. He falls into the crowd at about the three thirty mark whenever this was. And so it is a legitimate out as long as you don't drop the ball. So Craig is incorrect, you're saying. So Craig goes to say, my mistake, I apologize tomorrow because he was very, very adamant at that, uh, so much so that he pretty much mocked you for asking the question. Yes. So anyhow, there you go. So we've cleared that little ditty up. Now we can move on with the nonsense. All right, Jerry. Uh, This morning when I came in, we get a a lot of books sent to us as uh, radio producers, myself. Sure. Get a lot of books. And I'm always amazed at the books that get made because I don't know, number one, who's reading all of these books and what m- type of money are these authors getting for these books that are not going to sell any copies. You have to be referring to the Jeff Schwartz book. I got one today that really just I couldn't handle not saying something about it or tweeting about it. Jeff and Mitch Schwartz. I guess one of these guys plays with the Giants, right? Jeff Schwartz used to be on the Giants. So he's not even on the Giants anymore. No, he Does is he not. Does he play football he was, anymore? He was released. He is. He's somewhere. Okay, so he's nowhere, really. No, he's the so Lions, maybe? They have a... Viking, Lions. He's on the Lions. These two brothers put out a book called Eat My Schwartz. <laughs> Our story of NFL football, food, family, and faith. Okay. I am looking at this book. There is no chance this sells any copies. I'm not saying it's <laughs> no, going to no, sell. No, 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 I don't. No, Who's no, no, no. buying that? There Seriously. are football junkies out there that will buy that. No way. Yes, no, they will. The question is how many do they have to sell for them to make money? A million of them. <laughs> I don't think he's selling a Even, million copies. <laughs> let's say they didn't give the Schwartz brothers a dime for right. this. It's hardcover. You still have to make this. Right. There's nice graphics in it. They had to send this to a publisher. What do you think this book, Jerry, which is not even a thick book, what do you think this retails for? Nineteen ninety-five. I haven't bought a book in forever. I would say nineteen ninety-five. First of all, I had no idea. There's two prices on here. There's one for the U.S. and one for Canada. Okay. Evidently, Canada pays more for books. Taxes, probably. Uh, in the U.S., this book costs twenty-six ninety-nine. Twenty-six dollars. And in Canada, this book will set you back thirty-seven ninety-nine. Well, how I about just, this? I can't, I don't understand who's reading these, no one's reading this book. Let me ask you this, because this is actually very surprising to me as I'm kind of looking at these numbers. Yeah. How many books do you think you need to sell within the first few days of release to make the Amazon top 100 list? 5,000. Only 1,000. Because no one's really buying books. Well, then why are we buying Well, Then why are we writing them? I don't know. why are we know. paying people to write them? I, I have no idea. I was looking to see if there are any hilarious um, chapter titles for right. sure, since they did the hilarious Eat My Schwartz as the title. Here's one. This seems like this really bothers you. <laughs> this one, bo- this morning, this bothered me. Now, in fairness, I have to be completely honest. Yeah. You've purchased Brian this Brian Jones, already. who, no, Brian Jones, who does the morning show on the CBS Sports Radio Network with Greg Giannotti, was what is passing. This now? What's that? What is this? Brian Jones, right. who works with Greg Giannotti on the CBS Sports Radio Network. You know who the man is. 
Don't act like you don't. <laughs> He's been on the show. <laughs> oh, that guy, yes. Brian He Jones, was passing through the newsroom. He was. As I was taking a peek at this book, which was on a table. Did he right write a book as well? Path. He might have. I don't know. Okay. And I just turned to him and I said, <laughs> I'm sure these guys are lovely guys. Right. I said, but who is interested in this? Right. I said, maybe we should write a book. Yes. Now, listen, Jeff Schwartz was a good lineman. I don't know if he will be anymore because he's had significant injuries. And his story is very interesting. If this is the same guy, I remember he was on with Kim Jones, I believe, on the radio station. And he was kind of detailing what it's like to basically go from team to team and city to city and have, you know, family attached to you like his fiance at the time and how difficult it is. So I'm all for it. And the story might be awesome. That's not really part of what we're talking about. We're talking about, like, what are the credentials that you have to have to write a book? Right. You know, Craig wrote a book. I think it was very successful. But you can at least but see he's, he's got a, an audience. Right. He can he can pump it to the audience every day. Who's he's buying being, this? Is just being an NFL player, does that? Gi- I guess that gives you the credential to just write a book, right? I will say this about the Schwartz brothers. They both got themselves some nice-looking wives. That Good I will tell you. Good for them. I'm telling you, right. if you, and maybe now, maybe now we're selling the book for him. If you read Jeff Schwartz's story before he got to New York, yeah. it really is tremendous right. how they live out of suitcases because you never know with all the different benchmark dates in the NFL if you're going to be cut, released. Is the football career over? Do I have to go get a job? Will a call come in? Oh, the Giants called. Thank God. I'm gonna. It's going to be awesome. And then you can't stay on the field. You're always injured. Oh, my God. Am I going to get paid next year? It's, it's interesting. I don't know if that's what this book is about. Now, who is Mitch Schwartz? His brother. Did he play as well? No idea. So I he's know, riding the coattails of a Jeff well, Schwartz. Well, for, again, Je- <laughs> this is the reason why we know, the reason why I know Jeff Schwartz not well, but the reason why we know of him is because he played for the Giants. So, so Mitch Schwartz, Mitch Schwartz, uh, is actually an offensive tackle for the Chiefs right now. All right, he's so got a good got, looking wife. Okay, that I will again, tell you well, that. you're just enamored with the wives. By the way, Seth. Kaufman wrote the book with them with me, which means that's another guy that's got to get paid yeah. on this. What are these guys making? Because this had to take some work. I may write to the publisher and just go. Why don't we write a book, me and you? I was actually uh, an agent had called me, and I'd met with a couple times last year, a year and a half ago, who wanted to me to expound on some of my tweets in a book form. And it seemed like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And it was like for like... Not much money. $2,000. You can't. I can't do that. Yes. I know. And then again, who would sell that? Who would buy that? You would sell like 100 I'm going to write to this guy, uh, Joe Rinaldi. He's the um, Oh, here we go. When he's going to do something, he's going to do something. Yeah, because he... he, I've worked with him on other athlete books. Okay. By the way, I did write to... I did go on the internet yesterday afternoon... And I did you write to Rook. Rook Coffee. Of course you did. By the way, are we going to get some free coffee for promoting them? I did not uh, Did not get a response back yet. Oh. Because <laughs> in the subject line you wrote, I'm a pain in the ass. <laughs> By the way, isn't it weird, though? One other thing on this, I'll move on. Good luck so, to Jeff Schwartz. Mitchell his... Schwartz was on the Browns yeah. for like four years. Jeff Schwartz has had a good NFL career, seven, eight, nine, ten years, whatever it is. But isn't it go to the anonymity of offensive linemen in yes. the NFL? Like, these guys are legitimate NFL players playing arguably one of the toughest positions on the field. And we have no idea who they are. I can't wait to, you know, when we put out these podcasts, I write that there's a description in them as to what we talk about. Yes. 
And I hope the Schwartz brothers have a Google alert set up for their names. So they're like, oh, my God, goodness, someone has discussed our book. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, by the way, I bet you the book's good. Now I'm going to read the book. Can I have the book? You are, There's no chance you're reading this book. I will read that book. How about, give me we, some time, and if, I'll give you a review on the book. You tell me when I have to have it read by. Uh, okay. How about... Uh, January? Are you on vacation next week I with am. the rest of us? Yes. All right. Well, then you Most read of us this, are. Then you read this on vacation. Okay. So a review of the Eat My Schwartz, Schwartz book, book. <laughs> on Tuesday, September 6th. Or that week sometime. Done. I will have that book written. Excellent. And if I can get it read before Friday... We'll do, do me that, well, no, it's Labor Day. Well, you, you won't do a podcast Friday, will you? I will not. No, I got to I got to get down the shore Friday. <laughs> you can't do 10 minutes. So I could get my Rook coffee and complain. How about this? How about this? All right. 1023 to 1030, seven-minute book review. Uh, on Friday? Will you do that? And you're out the door at 1031. If, I'll take care of sending it and doing everything. Okay. You know I'm capable of it. I do it when you're not here. Yes? Yes. Maybe. That's putting a lot of pressure on me. It gives me two days to read a book. Yeah, you're not reading this book. I will read the book because you say I can't read the book. What other titles do you think were working titles? They went with Eat My Schwartz. Do you think May the Schwartz Be, be With, with you? you? That oh, was, had to be one of I them. I guarantee you some jackass in the in the room when they were doing that whole pitch, May the Schwartz Be With You. Yes, that was probably that. Or how about this one? Schwartz Stories. Well, like who wants short, to read that? Well, short, like short stories. No, short no, I get stories. That. I get that. If I'm reading a book, I don't expect it to be a series of short stories, <laughs> which is why a book of tweets seems kind of odd. An original and exciting journey from the gridiron to the kitchen with 650 pounds of offensive linemen. See, that doesn't make me want to read the book. I may write to them and say, I'm considering optioning this for a movie. A film. Don't do that. Stop it. Don't who be do a I jackass. Talk to? These are NFL players who, if they walked in oh, here and were on me. the show, could literally eat you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just, let's relax. Let's be respectful. They put a lot of work in. I will read they this did. book this week. And maybe if I can get it done by Friday, we'll do a book review. All right. By, by the way, that could be a new thing for us. Book reviews, where we rev- where you read these weird books we get sent. Oh, well, what do I need you for then? Well, I would interview you about about the book. Like we just, just got another book about the 86 Giants. Am I your Alter Paul? <laughs> By the way, how many of those are you doing? What do you mean? You felt like a new one put out every day this week. No, that's not true. I, I just really? tweet about them. I put one out oh, every Tuesday. It got it. Okay. All right. I got, I'll be Al's right back. Boring Podcast is every Tuesday. Not every day, Jerry. Every Tuesday. Jerry, whenever at night you decide to uh, read this Schwartz book. Yes. Why don't you uh, relax? Get on the couch. You know, wait till the kids have gone to bed and the wife has gone to bed. This is starting to sound weird. Well, you're going to spend the night with the book. I recommend you do that in just your underwear. But make it Mac Weldon's. Ah, comfortability. Mac Weldon's. Stylish also, Jerry. That too. If you're going to be reading a book, you want to have stylish underwear on. I don't... um, It's going to sound weird, but when I get dressed at the gym, you know, I, I go from work here to the gym. I don't look, but it's right, kind of right in your eyesight. Guys taking their jeans off to put on their workout pants. Most, well, you're in the you're in a locker room, of course. You're yeah, gonna see it. Most guys have terrible underwear. Like it's just well, hold on, time out. I, I'm interested about this. Yes. How so? Like just like the old tidy whities Guys still wear those. Yes. Why? I don't know. I mean, I guess. Listen, if you like them, okay. I didn't know those were still popular. Yeah. No. Well, I'm not sure how popular they are, but guys are wearing them. Hmm. You can trade those in 
for a nice pair of Mac Weldons. Jerry, Mac Weldons, it's often heard that women sometimes will wear lingerie under their um, work outfits. Yes. Because it makes them feel sexy. Yes, you've said that many a time. Yeah, Mac Weldon does the same thing for me. Oh, I will say the boxer briefs for Mac Weldon are tremendous. That's what I wear, the Mac Weldon boxer briefs. Awesome. And they have it set up where if you end up sweating in them, they they have that uh, thing in them where they the the sweat doesn't smell in your Mac Weldon, which by the way is huge, huge, awesome. Because also your butt stinks, and All it right. does not in these. Your butt may stink, but if you took your Mac Weldon's off and smelled them, they smell terrific. I'm not adding to that, right? I'm just gonna leave that trust alone. Me. Just trust us, Mac Weldon. Fantastic. And very simple to shop there. It's it very simple tabs. There's an underwear tab. There's T-shirts. They have hoodies. They have socks. Polos. Sweats. Polos. They do everything. And here's the thing. Uh, if you try a pair of Mack Weldon underwear and you don't like it, you can uh, keep the pair and they will refund you your money. How cool is that? What they don't want, Jerry, is you wearing your underwear all day, deciding you don't like them, and then sending them back. That's disgusting. That is, but quite frankly, I don't even think that's why they have that rule. I think they don't think anybody's not going to like them. Exactly, Jerry. Nailed it. Exactly. MacWeldon.com. And there is a special deal here. If you use promo code POSTGAME, you get 20% off your order at MacWeldon.com. In fact, Jerry, the uh, Jeff and Mitch Schwartz, on the cover of their book, they're wearing terrible underwear. Hmm. I'm going to get them as a congratulations for this book. I'm going to send them promo code postgame so they could get 20% off. <laughs> I like it. Their Mac Weldon order. Love it. Uh, here's something, Jerry, if you don't mind me getting off the Schwartz book, which you seem very interested in. Um, RG3, he's with the Cleveland Browns now. Yes. So he, uh, I guess he had married his uh, college sweetheart. And they've yeah. been married a number of years. Yep. Uh, well, that's uh, ending. They're uh, separated right now. He's already got himself a new girlfriend. Yeah. Whom he, whose name he has already tattooed on himself. Would you ever do that? I would not. I wouldn't either. I'm not a big tattoo guy. My kids, yes. I think you got to give it a... You're right. I agree, Jerry. Your I don't kids? know I would ever... Uh, God, I've been my wife a long time, and I know she would never put my name on her. <laughs> I don't think I would do the... Uh, I don't think I would do it either. Right. Now, what happens if your fiancé, girlfriend, or wife puts your name on their ankle or arm or back, wherever it might be? Are you saying you owe do them you the same Do you feel obligated? That's a great question. You know, Joe, answer? I don't have one. <laughs> I don't think I'm obligated. If I, if you're not, uh, here's where you're obligated. I think RG3 is one of those guys with many tattoos. Mm. Then you're probably forced into it. Right. I don't have any tattoos. Therefore, so there's I'm not no a reason tat- free to get one. I'm not a tattoo guy. Right. So uh, Joe Theismann was asked about this on a podcast of Why? all places. I don't know. I guess because RG3 used to be a Redskin. Okay. And Joe Theismann used to play for the Redskins. Joe Theismann says, bad move. You never put the name of your girlfriend on your arm or anywhere. In particular, this they just started dating. And as Joe Theismann says, you're not even like officially divorced yet. They, well, that means nothing. You to don't me. like that. You when you don't nothing. like someone and you're going with the attorneys, it's over. So what? They're going to all of a sudden, they're going to have a change of heart. And now these two are going to get back together. Not happening. So forget that. That's stupid. All right, that's out the window. But the idea of getting someone's name tattooed on you when you haven't been with them that long, that to me makes no sense. Right. Well, do we know where they drunk when they did it, maybe? Uh, there's no word on that, Jerry. Interesting. 
Huh. So that is interesting. We Why don't we have Joe Theismann? We have a podcast. He seems to be doing podcasts now. <laughs> How many people Interviews. are doing I almost wrote this yesterday, but I didn't want to upset anybody. You were going to tweet it? but uh, Yeah, and I realized Twitter does nothing, no good for anybody. Right. I do wonder this, though. Well, and I hope the Schwartz brothers don't see my tweet. Who listens to all these podcasts? Great question. You know how many of them there are? Yes. I saw yesterday Thousands. Mike Lupica's kids have a podcast. <laughs> I saw, and I know he does a radio show, so I know that's His all His children cool. have a podcast. Yes. He has but a podcast. But they're older. They're not like, they're not seven years old. Oh, they're I mean, they adults. I would say late teens, early 20s. Are they calling themselves the Lupica Sons? I don't remember. The Loop Show or something? The Loop Maybe it was show. the Luca, Lupica Brothers. I forget. I, think I would call a, it In the Loop. You could have, Maybe you could do that, too. But they have a podcast, okay. right? Bob Gelb's son, who has a radio show, but he also does a podcast. Who's Bob Gelb? He's a salesman here, Al. Oh, but he used to be Mike and the Mad Dogs yes, producer. Yes, you know who Bob is. I do. Every, I noticed Pete Hoffman now has a has a podcast. Is that right? Who is that now? Pete Hoffman is the evening producer here at the radio station. Wow. He's and I bet you it's a lot of podcasts. I'll bet you his might very well become one of the top ones on Play It. Why is that? Because it's a UFC one. Yes. See, with the podcast, you have to be specific. Like we're, we're not, not very specific. We're really not anything. Right. Like if we did just wrestling podcast, I don't we'd like be wrestling. Solid. Hmm, that would be awkward then. <laughs> I love this idea of uh, of you doing book reviews. Book reviews. That might catch on in the literary community oh, of podcasts. Oh, that's great, because literary people are really listening to podcasts. Yeah. Oh, they love a podcast. Christ. I think you're supposed to be listening to all of these podcasts while you're reading all of these books. Well, then people listen to books, though, Think now. about the consumption. You've got books, you've got podcasts, you've got blogs, you've got websites. Does anybody even listen to radio anymore? Watch TV? Absolutely, Jerry. Go to movies? What are we doing? All of those things. Yeah. Remember a couple of months ago, we had multiple stories where vandals thought it uh, some sort of hilarious thing to do to throw an alligator into a place? Yes. There was a Wendy's where the guy had a dispute with the Wendy's drive-up window. It was a little baby alligator. He went back and got a a small alligator, went back through the drive-up and threw it through the window. Yes. You have an update? Uh, Not an update. I have another situation where vandals in Australia... Uh, broke into a school and threw three crocodiles in a school like principal's office in hopes that the um, the next morning when the office staff came in, they would there would be three alligators. Oh my god! Yeah, crocodiles, six foot long crocodiles. Six foot long crocodiles. I was actually at a college at Tamanim Tamin Min College in the northern town of Humpty Doo. Humpty Doo. No. Humpty do. They're going to get fined $40,000 for animal cruelty if they ever catch these guys. How about that? Yeah, I don't think that's hilarious, throwing an alligator in There's places. There's nothing funny about it. Nothing hilarious about that. not agree with you more. Uh, the guys had T-shirts over their faces, so they're, they're hard to uh, figure out who did it. Someone will rat them out. Someone always does. It's unclear where the crocodiles came from and what motivated the vandals to drop them into a school office. Right. Uh, Nothing, the, the, stupid. the police suspect the gators came from a nearby crocodile farm. Well, that's doing some really some serious investigating. <laughs> There's a crocodile farm that's, right near the college. That's like if you're on 192 in Orlando and uh, you find a loose crocodile. <laughs> it probably came from Gatorland Zoo. Right. It's right down the block. Right down the block. That's actually very funny. And what else do I have for you, Jerry? Real quickly, you know Very how quickly. you'd heard like in uh, in prison, cigarettes were sometimes used as currency. Yeah. Prisoners would yes. trade because c- cigarettes was hard to Absolutely. get in prison. Well, now they're saying that the prison food is so bad, 
that prisoners are using ramen noodles as currency. They're <laughs> trading for ramen noodles. That sounds awesome. I'll get you some. I'll tell you what the worst part about being in prison is. What's that? Not being able to shop at touchofmodern.com. Where you could get yourself a vapor cup mm-hmm. when you're in prison, you wouldn't have to trade for cigarettes. Exactly. And also, you'd be able to really dress up your apartment so you wouldn't have to be eating ramen noodles in prison. Well, yeah. So you're going to dress up the prison cell? No, no, no. I'm saying if, if you, you weren't, weren't in prison, oh, I see. you I'm would sorry. go to touchofmodern.com. You'd have yourself a nice bachelor pad. They'd have really cool things to hang on your wall there. That's not just... Like in prison, all you do is you scratch off how many days left you have in prison. God, that's, that's your depressing. That's your decor. A touch of modern, you can get like actual cool things to put on your wall. And also iPhone chargers, which really, what's the point of having that in prison? Right. You can't use your iPhone. That's a waste. Total waste. Uh, men's fashion, also yes. at touchofmodern.com. In prison, just an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> it's all good, man. That's what I'm saying. Be fortunate, Jerry, that you're not in prison and that you can shop at touchofmodern.com. And I want to tell you about this vapor cup. Oh. Because this thing's what awesome. What is this now? It looks like, you know those, like, Tervis cups? I don't know what that means. You know what a Tervis, a Tervis cup, cup is? I don't. Look it up. Google. It looks like a Tervis cup, except oh, right? you can smoke the vape. Oh, you vape out of it. I mean, that's the types of things they have here. It's awesome stuff at touchofmodern.com. It's of all modern. cool things. Com. If you're looking for gifts for someone or for yourself, check it out, touchofmodern.com. And right now, listeners can get immediate access to these deals when they sign up at touchofmodern.com. That's touchofmodern.com. Do it today because tomorrow it'll all be different. They change up the products every single day on that website. That's how life rolls in the fast lane. We are out of here for now. See you. Oh, the uh, pregame show or warm-up show, the Boomer and Cart one. The thing Jerry and I do at 545 in the morning is up right now following this last word I say. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. All right, Tuesday morning, Alan Jerry with you, taking you to Boomer and Carton, coming up right at 6 o'clock. Yankees last night, as you heard from Harris, did lose to the Mariners, despite two more home runs from Gary Sanchez, who has been on an absolute tear. But uh, a couple of other things that we will do throughout the morning, including Ryan Lochte has... He's had his issues over the last couple of weeks. Now he's losing a lot of money. He's losing all of his endorsements, Jerry, among them Speedo. Shocking. So that's open for you. If you're interested in the Speedo that's where we're going with endorsement, this? yes. Not really. I was on the Jersey Shore beach this weekend, and there was, uh, of all the crowded beaches, there was one man in a Speedo. That's it? Well, he was like a Frenchman. He was in a very super tight, yeah. super cut, brief uh, swimsuit. But Speedo does also make regular swimsuits. Which I have. You do. Regular so regular you, bathing suits. So yes. you could say you're going to wear your Speedo on the yes, beach. Yes, but I'm not going to wear the ones that you're basically intending me to right. wear. Right. Now, if you go to France or one of these foreign countries Still not doing on vacation, no. then you're going to look weird in your regular I swimsuit. Care. I don't care. See, then I think I would wear the Speedo tight cut one. The banana hammock? Yes. If I was going to, like, say... France and whatever body of water is near France where people... And you would tweet those photos out? I would not tweet those photos out. I think you would. Mm. I think you would. I think you would. (laughs) A couple of vodkas, four (laughs) o'clock on a Thursday. In in Paris? Yes. Especially if it's, you know, taken at the right angle, if you know what I mean. That's true. 
You look like the uh, that the pole vaulter from the other day. Yes, the pole vaulter, Jerry. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, so the speedo, they're out. They're out of the Ryan Lochte so business. So is Ralph Lauren. So was Ralph Lauren. And then there was a bunch of other Fugazi companies Which, I'd never heard you know, of. It's fun, right. I saw in the elevator coming up here uh, to the 10th <laughs> the floor. The elevator news? Yeah, the whatever that's called. The Captivate. elevator news. Thank you. Uh, um, Captivate. And it said they, were, they mentioned like two or three others. Yeah. What were they paying him? I don't know. And I know we're not into the swimming world. I get it. But at the same time, if you're paying an athlete a lot of money, don't you think we should have heard of it? Right. I'm sure they're just swim swimwear I don't know that they were. Or like those rubber hats that the swimmers I wear. I guess that's possible. It was a mattress company. Oh, yeah, there was a mattress and company. And a hair removal, which I get for swimmers. Hair removal company? Yeah. To keep a sleek body Correct. so it doesn't slow you down in the water. The mattress, not so much, but whatever. And then this, Jerry, this took the wrath of uh, Twitter. This is actually amazing. Sports Illustrated's Peter King. Peter King? Yes. Peter King? Yep. <laughs> Peter King, I guess, was running late for his Chargers pregame, <laughs> pregame uh, that he was covering. Uh, I think that was Friday night, I think, yeah. And uh, so he tweeted out a photo of him. Uh, he was a passenger in a car driven by another Sports Illustrated Rentis, yes. uh, person. Yep. And uh, he tweeted out a photo of a lot of traffic heading there. And then uh, a picture of Peter driving in the bike lane with his automobile. The responses are horrendous. Yeah, the bikers do not appreciate... First of all, bikers are always fighting with cars. Oh, my God. Like, even being in the bike lane. Because people driving now are texting if they're not on their phone. or So are people on bikes, by the way. Bikers texting the, as well? Yes. Although they do have oh, their own the lane, Jerry, so if they're texting. How about out here, though? And we'll get back to this in one second. Yeah. Out here the other day, I almost... Pulled right into a biker who was going the wrong way in the bike oh, lane. Oh, the New York bike lanes? God almighty, yeah, people, it's brutal. Yeah, bikers do... And I'm like this. Occasionally, I will be on a bike on the weekend, and I am I feel like when I'm on the bike that I have the right of way because I'm on a bike. And then when I'm in a car, I'm like, I'm in the big car. I have the right <laughs> of way. It's my street. Yes, it's my street. Well, how about some of these responses that you're alluding to? One, my wife runs with a jogging stroller and our kids in the bike lane. That's not good. Super dangerous, entitled, and illegal. Even if it's a joke, this is not funny. And the best one is, this is not okay. Where'd that come from? The San Diego Police Department. Yeah, the San Diego Police Department does not want Peter King driving his car. Peter King? Yeah, yes, Peter, Peter King. King. In that the bike is, lane. I mean, that is. I get the traffic. I like going to Foxborough is horrible. I guess going to these Charger games, it's terrible. But I agree with the San Diego Police, who also tweeted, uh, plan ahead, leave early next time. Are you one of these guys, Jerry, on the uh, on the Jersey Parkway that will cross over lanes from the express to the no, local? No, I haven't done that. Yeah, I haven't either. I see people do that all the time. Not into that at all. That's kind of like riding the bike lane. That's And I've seen where there was a couple of weeks ago, I, was, I don't remember where I was coming back from, but I was on my way home from somewhere, and you can take the local lanes or the express lanes. And I took the express, and I have no idea why, and they were doing construction on the local lanes where they shut down two of the three lanes. And it was like, I mean, every little opening, there were cars coming over. And it's dangerous. you got cars doing 70 miles an hour, and they're zipping right in. It's not smart. Yeah, Peter King should have just used that Google Maps. Peter King? Yep. <laughs> they re- tell you. Reroute you. Yeah, they reroute you. I don't understand why he would. They wouldn't have put Peter in the uh, bike lane. That was no. a bad job by him. That was a very bad job. And then, Jerry, there was this minor league fella who hit a uh, grand slam. You want to hear it? Yeah, I think you have the play-by-play. Yeah, this is courtesy of the Gateway Grizzlies. Oh, they're Ran good. down to left field and deep. This one is trouble. It's down the line. It's a fair ball and a grand slam. All right, let it play for a second. 
and it's 4-3 Gateway. One more second. Tucks it inside the foul pole with maybe the biggest swing Brandon Thomas has had all year. Now, what's the problem with the biggest swing he's had all year, Al? Well, he shattered a windshield in the parking that lot. That sucks. And it was his. <laughs> Here's what That's I don't a bad job by him. This is what I don't get. You're a professional baseball player. By the way, he's a former Yankee prospect who now, uh, whatever system he's in now, but he's not part of the Yankee um, organization anymore. You're a professional baseball player. What happens at baseball games? Home runs, right? I mean, we yes. almost expect them in every game now. He parked it literally right outside the gate, right over the wall. So I'm not saying you asked for it, but at the same time, I'll park somewhere else. Yeah, I got to even be careful. We I don't park anywhere near like even Little League fields. See, I do, and the top of my roof got uh, dented by a foul ball. And I know that. There are signs all over the place. I'm not worried about the ball breaking my windshield. Maybe I should, but it did dent the roof. Now, I've kind of moved away from that spot since, but this is a professional ball player putting his car right in the spot of a home run. He's got to call that. And I have a crack in my windshield now from driving on the highway the other day. I get get that replaced now? Yes. You I ever see to, those guys replace those windshields? I just had it done a month ago. Yeah, I never trust the new windshield. It's, it's actually been great. It really has. And it's weird watching them do that. It's one guy, and he's got this mechanism that holds the windshield up, and it places it right in, and then he seals it. Actually pretty good. And he was in and out in an hour. Yeah, I've had them replaced over the years. I always worry that first downpour. I'm like, well, that's I'm going to get water in here. That's why they tell you not to drive it for an hour or two. Because if you drive, it hasn't settled in yet, and then you can kind of shake it and knock it out of place. And they tell you you can't go through a uh, car wash either. You'll well, cave it right in. Correct. It's the same thing. No pressure, no driving. And if you're going to do driving like under 20 miles an hour, which means you're not going anywhere for a couple of hours. But I've had mine for six months. It's been great. It's been no problem. Yeah, I had a rock in my windshield the other day. I was like, oh, I escaped. No damage. And then comes the spider uh, Well, it, it, it hit on the bottom, which I didn't yeah. see. See, that sucks. That's I got a no call. Good. Safe flight repair. Safe flight replace. replace. Exactly where I went. You got it. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll recap and get you set for Boomer and Carton on a Tuesday morning on The Fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, two and a half minutes away from Boomer and Carton. Last night, the Yankees played a late game in Seattle, wound up losing to the Mariners 7-5. to Mike Zanino, the go-ahead three-run homer in the sixth. Kyle Seeger, a three-run homer in the fourth, and a home run from Nelson Cruz in the eighth. And the loss, Gary Sanchez, again, two more home runs. The guy has been unbelievable. He is 14 for his last 25, but the Yankees do lose a game in the standings as the Orioles did beat the Nationals last night in Baltimore. And Todd Marinovich was arrested for being naked in someone's backyard with drugs. Could you ever see yourself being naked and being arrested with drugs in someone's backyard? Not at his at his age is my age, 46, 47, age. yeah. You can't be doing that at that age. Probably they not. said he wasn't arrested for being naked. Like, you could be naked in someone's backyard, I guess, in California? Uh, maybe in California. I don't think you it can was, be in New York, can it was, you? It was the drugs that were the problem. Nude in a pool. Yep, nude in a pool. <laughs> That's not illegal. And I, say, I also saw that he might have had methamphetamines on yes. him. It's amazing. He just can't get straight. That's his father's fault for being very strict with his diet when he was trying to become a super uh, I suppose. athlete. But also, once you get that stuff in you, it's very difficult to get it out of you. Did you see that 30 for 30 with him? I did. What he was talking about when he was in the arena league, that he was high throwing five touchdown passes in a game. Does that surprise Although you? Well, it was arena football, Jerry. 
See, have you ever watched a race? I have. Football? Yeah, it was very it big. Is in such the, a quick game, man. It was it's very big fun. in in Florida when I was living in Florida. Or uh, well, T- Tampa has a team. Yeah, in Orlando. Orlando. Team. The, in fact, uh, uh, Jay Gruden was like a premier quarterback in that league. And Danny for many White years. was a big time head coach for the big Arizona Rattlers, I believe. That's right, big time. Big he was time. the man. Boomer and Carton next on the fan. This Friday from one to six thirty, it's party time at the Jersey Shore as Mike Francesa broadcasts live from oh, Bar A yeah. in Lake. Tell your Just friends. Just visit 97 on the Garden State Parkway. The B Street Band will be there throughout the day, playing the music of Bruce Springsteen. And Yankees great Bernie Williams will be there to talk sports and also join the band for a bunch of songs. It's free admission as always. We'll also have some Yankees tickets to give away and a bunch of other freebies as well. We hope to see you in person or listen to the show here on The Fan. It's powered by Bud Light, the right beer for right now. And also brought to you by Les. Glenn Hyundai, Monmouth University, Fertilome, Azac, Lexus of Englewood, Inca Cola, Coldwell University, Timber Tech, and your flagship station for New York sports. Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York.